Week two is in the books, and we've got a special treat for you tonight. We've got Kyle coming on from the Hockey Podcast Network. Dylan and Chris from the Armchair GM Podcast. Let's get into it. And John Tortorella has gone over to the Calgary Flames hallway outside their room. That's the Canucks coach outside the Calgary room. That's Brian McGrath trying to push him aside with some of the Calgary staff. Okay, he's got to calm down. Yep. Shane O'Brien in the doorway with his gear off. This is outside the Calgary Flames dressing room. There goes Quinn Malarcha. The goalie coach for the Flames. Burles came over to help out his coach as well. Well, welcome to the Armchair GM podcast. We got Chris, we got Dylan, and we got our buddy Kyle joining us for an episode. Um, going to talk a little bit about our games against Pittsburgh and Carolina, uh, a couple of nice wins, and uh, talk about our upcoming week with the Oilers, and uh, I'm not even sure who else we're, we're playing, but we'll have to talk about that in a minute. <laughs> so, uh, Kyle, uh, Kyle comes to us from the actual Hockey Podcast Network. This gentleman actually works for the crew. Which is amazing. I'm super stoked to have you on, Kyle. Yeah, appreciate. It. Yeah, thanks, guys, for taking the time. And uh, yeah, it's my first ever uh, time on a podcast. So about this, oh, about really? to butcher about. Oh, about to butcher about fifty words here. So it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> Dylan does it like per per sentence. It's fine. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. It, it it adds to the flair of the of the thing. Sure. <laughs> <Beautiful>. <laughs> <laughs> so. Recap real quick, and by real quick, I mean at least five minutes. Carolina <laughs> comes to town. Who scores the OT, OT winner? Mr. Tyler Foley himself. Yeah. The person yeah. that everybody yeah. says should not be yeah. a, a first-line winger, which yeah. I'm not completely sold on him actually being a first-line winger, but he's sure playing the part because he's, he's getting a shit ton of points. Well, he's pretty good on the power play. He's great on the power play. He's been great. Yeah. Um, in in non five on five situations. Yeah. And I I can't even begin to have a complaint about him at this point. To be honest with you, it's been no. a lot of fun. nice. Be nice to see some five on five get going a little no, bit. Yeah. But from that whole um, first line for sure. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's I mean, before you kind of roll on with the with the uh, the recap, you know, pose the question like. Does it concern you that this top line hasn't scored five on five yet? Or is it something that these teams should be worried about that these guys are, you know, now beating Carolina and Pittsburgh? You're five and one and your top line hasn't scored yet. That's kind of where I'm at. Yeah, that's right? where I'm at as well. I think the team should be worried because once once Lindholm and, and Huberdo really start gelling, yeah. holy shit, like that's gonna be a, a real nice looking line. Yeah. Like that game, like if, if Lindholm and Huberto were on against Pittsburgh, that probably would have been more like more like a seven, you know, seven one game or something like like it like yeah. we're we're handing teams their asses like really 100%. good teams and you know our two the in theory best offensive players aren't lighting it up. So that's right. Uh, once they start lighting it up, we're gonna be even better. Uh, I'm not yep. overly worried about it. My only thing about Toffoli was that he was 
kind of looking down at the puck too much and wasn't looking at the net before he before he was shooting. He's yeah. not done that twice all season and he scored both times. You know, it looked at the net and shot without hesitation. That's yeah. the only thing. I think it might might have been a confidence thing, but uh it's something I'm gonna keep an eye on over the next little while because if he yeah. can uh you know, corral those passes. I think that's the biggest thing too with with Huberto and Lindholm is um, Huberto's passes are way stronger than Johnny's, yeah. and he's used to those little oh. muffin passes, which are right on the tape and very effective. Don't get me wrong, but uh, it's just learning um, Huberto's tendencies and and being able to actually accept the pass without it bouncing off the stick. Yeah. Yeah, that's I've I've found that too, right? He, he's actually trying to take the pass and then decide to shoot. Where yeah. once they really start getting some chemistry going, they won't be taking the pass. He's just going to be shooting as the puck's coming because they're going to know where it's going. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like like Defoli is a shooter, and mm-hmm. and once once he gets that confidence back that he can actually shoot without looking at the puck at all times, it's it's. It's going to be yeah. a beautiful thing. That, that absolutely, yeah, for sure. That's something that you you want, right? Because you know you're you're relying as you're going on in this season, right? As these months kind of come along, you know, you got to start looking at these guys, thinking who's going to be the guy that's going to put the puck in the net. You know, you no longer have these, you know, this top line that they had last year. You know, it's best line in the NHL. If we're you know for mentioning that, I mean, you know, now you have to look at these guys. You know, okay, well, you know, Huberto, you bring him over. You know, it's great that he's setting up the, you know, franchise record in Florida with all these assists. You know, Lindholm's got a 40 goals and, you know, Toffoli, you know, he had good production when he came over last year and Mangiapane had 35 goals and, you know, and that sort of thing. And just something that I'm I'm personally going to watch for as the season goes along, who's stepping up, right? Who's yeah. going to start creating for that new role, right? And, yeah. you know, maybe this is a conversation for when December, January starts rolling around, but if to fully for some reason starts to fall off who's going to be that guy right and that's something that you're going to want come playoff time knock on wood that you know these guys actually get there but yeah. i mean you know at the end of the day i think if if you're if again this is way down the road yeah but do you look at a guy like patrick kane and think what could it cost to get him maybe at the deadline whatever and yeah and, and pull him aside, you jury for the Toronto Raptors, and say, "Screw it, we're all in." Yeah, and but, that, I, I, guess, I think that's what you got to do. I, and like, I don't mean specifically Kane. Um, yeah, one hundred percent. I like uh, somebody like that for sure. Yeah, um, Kane would be a great on ice fit. I think. Don't get me wrong. Um, I'm not a huge fan of of him as a person, but that's besides mm-hmm. the point. Um, but. You know, f- yeah. from what I know, right? Like that yeah. could have been all bullshit too. Who knows? But oh, okay. uh, sure. um, yeah, I no, mean, I, yeah, I, just thinking like, nice just thing, thinking yeah. Too, yeah, yeah, just thinking like even I know we're kind of running away from the Canes oh, game a little bit. I'm just thinking back, like, um, you know, it's great that they were able to, you know, be able to tie that thing up. What stood out to me in that Hurricanes game though was the fact that yes, Markstrom lets in. Another goal that's first shot on net, you know, and yeah. I think he's done that three times in his four starts. Yeah. Um, you know, it's nice that, you know, he was able to really hold the fort down after that first mm-hmm. period and, and just not allow Carolina anything. And, you know, frankly, the defense, I didn't think was, you know, maybe after that first goal wasn't really 
helping me either. But I mean, I thought that defense really started to, you know, tighten it up a little bit for these guys. And, you know, that's, I mean, that's what you want to see for, that's at least what I want to see out of Markstrom as the year kind of goes on. Like, you know, he's not going to be perfect every night, but is he going to make those key saves when it's crunch time, you know, and yeah. that's what you got to try yeah. to, like you said, like you got to build that confidence back up towards playoff time and something you got to see, right? Yeah, absolutely. I totally there, agree. Yeah. There, there's two keys to victory. Obviously your, your number one goalie has to make saves, timely saves when they're supposed to make them, right? Mm-hmm. Has to be done. Number two is you have to have secondary scoring, especially when the top line is trying to figure out their, their shit and trying to get their, their groove on and get their mojo and get their chemistry and and frankly, I mean the Cadre line has been unreal um, thus God far. Best in the league. Right? God thus, best in the league so far. Thus far, That's like second I, line, yeah. Yeah, I've been I've been so impressed with Cadre. I I mean I I've been eating crow for a couple of weeks now because I I mean I kind of I was one of those guys who kind of went I don't know about Cadre. You know he's got a history. He's got some shit and some yeah. skeletons. Um, but you know what? damn all that i don't i don't really care like he he's he's been magical and it's really really helped dubay's game he brings an element that we need and i think he's a great role model for yeah. uh both of those other guys on his line for sure um, yeah. for sure and and to your point about secondary scoring brett fucking richie like right? it's Two not goals just already? one like, other line it's everybody backland has been scoring like yep. Lewis put one in too, didn't he? Like it's 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 yeah. everyone and, and like Michael Stone and Rasmus Anderson and it, like everybody's pitching in and yeah. it's it's just so good to see because last year was a one line show and this year it's um, proven to be a, a lot better. Well, it is. yeah, it's it's a it's a four line show plus defense, right? Like, yeah. holy shit, Michael Stone, right? Yeah, I mean, but, it, um, he's really trying to yeah. make a case to uh, keep his job. Uh, you know, if and when Shillington ever shows up, right? Yeah. For, for whatever he's yeah. going through. Yeah. How do we feel about uh, Uyghur's kind of start to the year? I know he kind of, uh, you know, he was a little shaky, I know, in the first game, which is understandable. But, yeah. um, you know, he may not be there for points. But, again, when the team kind of needed to shut it down when they needed to, yeah. he's, he's really stepped up into that role. So, yeah, I really like Uyghur. Yeah. I one one thing um, about myself there, Kyle, is you know one of my favorite defensemen uh, in of the past, at least more current era, is Robin Regeer. I'm from yeah. my from my defenseman. I don't give a shit how many points are putting on the board. I want to see them punish the other team and shut it down. Yeah. And yeah. and quite frankly, obviously, Weir's not punishing the other team, but he can really shut it down when 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 he needs to. Hmm. You know, yeah. him and Tanev. I mean, I've I've been a huge supporter of Tanev since he came yeah. here. He he's been unreal, uh, yeah. but I I really like that 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 pairing. Yeah. yeah. Could you but imagine then, having think... Uyghur and Tanev, like three different pairs that are basically that and Markstrom? Yes. That like like who who's getting in? Nobody. I, I dream of that. I dream yeah. of that. Yeah. 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 It makes you wonder because when you brought Uyghur over, you know he's got that offensive style to his game. You know, now Sutter's basically implementing this thing, you know, like like you said, they're going to try to have this sort of shutdown defense mindset. It doesn't take away from what maybe Uyghur's game plan is, or is he just saying, screw it, I'm going to follow, you know, Sutter to the very, very end and, you know, just kind of really follow whatever his direction is, right? So it's well, just kind of interesting to see that, but 
I I think I think a big a big reason why Gabranson uh, was so sought after after last year was because of Sutter, and he played right. that defense first type role, and then points came. You know yeah. what I mean? You know, once mm-hmm. once you get the puck out of your own zone, you're going north, and 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 then the points come. Uh, so I I think Sutter has a has a really good plan when it comes to defense, and it, I I honestly think it'll benefit uh, Uyghur quite a bit oh yeah for sure you know, i'm not saying i i believe he's going to get career numbers or anything like that but i i believe as a complete defenseman i think he's going to improve greatly like look at rasmus over the last two years like since yeah. sutter came in like he had that really down year and since sutter came in yeah. he's gotten better and better and better and better and better and now there's articles being written about him like entering the elite conversation and like you you know me uh, Chris, I've I've been talking about Rasmus for since we started podcasting like three years ago or whatever whatever it was, and yeah. how he's going to be that guy eventually, and and he's he's getting there. Like, yeah, yeah, you wouldn't shut up yeah. about him like three years ago, and of course, me being who I am, I'm like I don't fucking know. I mean, he's okay, yeah, but uh, you you're right, you were right. I'll I'll give you that. Well Every done, once man. in a while. Usually yeah. I'm fucking full yeah. of shit. I put it on the calendar. I had to get it done one time. The year was almost over. Oh, yeah. No, I, I've actually got it circled from three years ago. <laughs> just just to point it yeah. out. Yeah. yeah, just to bring it up from here and there. Yeah. Yeah, and there's nothing better, right, than having, you know, all these guys who just came off career years. Like, even even Uyghur came off a career year in a different place. Zdorov came off career year stone i wouldn't say career year but like career five weeks <laughs> yeah followed by a career first few weeks of this season like hannafin and anderson everyone's coming off career years and they're just getting better like zadorov's better than he was last year like yeah. i'm i'm fucking pumped on the team yeah yeah i mean i mean just fast forwarding but you know that first period with pittsburgh yeah best period of the season so far just the passes were great like just just everything just kind of seemed to come and like everything just kind of kind of came together right yeah. um and you know i again i kind of brought up the stat earlier with marks from you know he again first shot right here it was a i don't know if you remember it was a decent chance to remember who it was but yeah i mean after that i mean what was the shots were like 20 to 3 right and then you kind of see as the you know, they go into first intermission and they started talking about it and they said, watch out, Pittsburgh's going to come out in the second period. And lo and behold, they outshot them like 20 to three, right? So, um, you know, it's, I, I just, I'm curious as to what they're talking about in the locker room at that first intermission and thinking about what Sutter's message to these guys, knowing that they're going to come out and knowing that Pittsburgh's going to be a better team in that second period, because we know that, you know, that's, that's who Crosby, Malkin, that's, that's, you know, that's why they've been, so consistent for so long yeah right? they're, they're winners right they're winners 100 percent. so i just you know that's the expectation knowing that they're going to come out and i mean yes it was 3-1 4-1 when it came to that point but there were a lot of times in that second period where they had really good chances to almost tie the game right so i mean you know i i thought they were pretty sloppy in that second period and uh you know you can't let guys you can't let those kind of guys get back into those sort of games because they're you know they've been there, done that, and they they just know in their DNA yeah. what they have to do in those situations. Yeah, yeah, and, and you're right about that. Um, and and it comes back to also what we were talking about with Markstrom earlier, where you know he's 
got to be able to make those saves because every good team pushes back. Every good team pushes back. So you you need your goalies to make a good save here and there. And the last five periods of Markstrom has been, uh, you know, the second in Vesna voting last year guy that we all uh, we all love yeah. so much. And 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 you have to you have to think that because of the start that that Markstrom's had. That first shot that came at him, it, it was a decent shot, and he made the save. And I can only imagine that in his brain, he just went, "Fuck yes, let's go." You yeah, it's like I mean? that that like monkey he made thing. That remember, save. exactly. Remember, it's like scoring a goal after thirty games, right? Well, yeah. Remember last year when Monahan got his first goal, and like it didn't like turn into much, but when he got his first goal after all those surgeries, yeah. and like you could just see it in his face, and like all of his teammates, and everyone was just like. You know, and like that's probably what everyone was feeling when Markstrom made that's, <laughs> made one save to start the game. That's that's one yeah. thing as 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 you said that and, and I agree with, with what you said there with, with the entire team kind of went, Thank God he you know, he got that goal, which is good team chemistry, right? You could tell that there's a bond. Mm-hmm. Tell me the room isn't ten times better this year. Yes. It like, seems it yeah. really, really seems like they're I mean, especially with the additions, like we have some major yep. additions to the team. And it's they, remarkable. And slotted in yep. perfectly within. The and group. like yeah. leadership yeah. additions too. And I mean, it, it's got to help also that you bring over two guys who like call each other their best friends. Right. Yep. And like, yep. you know, Naz, has he played with anyone on the team? I don't know if he's played with anyone on the team, but he's, he's still like, no, he seems like a really so. likable fella. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Oh yeah, oh, I mean yeah. he's great with media. Obviously, spending some time in Toronto will get you. <laughs> so, he was he wasn't some... good with media in Toronto, man. He was no, fucking no. Bad. But but no. nobody is right because he's getting hammered and hammered and hammered, and they're and they're really only want to talk to him after he's done something stupid. Yeah, yeah. And being being near Toronto, they still rake this guy. Yeah, you know, yeah. to this day, right? Yeah. And just for him leaving, and it's like, come on, like. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. For yeah. him but leaving, it's, it's, for yeah. him Did leaving, they, weren't they calling for his head for like half the time he was there? Yep. Oh yeah. It's. it's it, I, don't get me started. It's it's that. really funny, right? That, that, that reminds me of Gaudreau. <laughs> that reminds me of Gaudreau. Everyone it's, it's, fucking yeah. calling for his head for years, and then finally he does really well, and then leaves, yeah. and then everyone bitches that he leaves. It's like, well, yeah, that's what everyone asked for. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Exactly, well, and, and but yeah, and I was gonna say like bringing up what you guys were talking about that like yeah, how much better this locker room has gotten. Well, now that makes you think about Kachuk in particular, right? And what they were kind of mentioning somewhat in the off season, somewhat going into the season, thinking you know was there internal tension where times where you looked at Kachuk in the playoffs and you go you know he's he's doing these, especially in the Dallas series, like he was just stupid, shit. dumb shit, stupid yeah. shit the entire oh. time. Yeah. And you got to yeah. think guys in the locker room are looking at him going, we don't need this right now. Right. And, and as a quick example, when uh, he was, so he's playing on floor, obviously now, and um, they were in, they were playing Tampa the other day. Well, doesn't he slash Kucherov on a breakaway on three on three, right? Yeah. Cross checks him while he's down afterwards. Doesn't he go in the penalty box and Tampa ends up winning the game on that power play. Right. right. So, that just kind of tra- does that kind of just translate over yeah. into that locker room a little bit, and they think, yeah. "What the fuck?" Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and yeah. if Knock you look at off. it, like that's kind of what Kadri was like back when he was in Toronto, right? He was a liability mm-hmm. in the playoffs, 
And I feel like Kachuk will be like that eventually. It's just right now we need guys who are, you know, the next three years win now, not uh, grow up for the next three years and then start winning. Well, yeah. The the best thing that ever happened to Kadri's career was leaving Toronto, right? Oh, yeah. He he got out of that environment. He, he, you know, ended up going to a team that had a bunch of winners and, and you just made him a better person, a better hockey player. And, and lo and behold, like he, I mean, he's, he's going to have a career year and you you heard it here first, maybe Um, he's having a career year this year. I don't know. A lot of people are saying he's going to get a hundred points and I'm just like, I mean, I'm not, I'm not a hundred point guy, but I mean, I I don't, I don't see why nineties out of the question. See, I started this year because of, you know, his average is like 60, right? So I was like, you know, I'd be happy if he gets 60, 65, but I feel like he might, he might hover around point per game. Might end up being around eighty-ish. Yep, yep. Which would be great. You can't can't ask for much more than that. And I think you know, going into the season two, they had Backlund at that number two slot, and I'm thinking, no, like he's just. I I I think Backlund over the years is you know as great as he's been. I've never really seen him as a number two center, and I think I'd like to think that people would agree with that, but. You know, just watching him now, though, like feeling so much more comfortable on that third line alongside Coleman and and uh, Lewis on that third line. I mean, you're starting to see like, you know, he's not out there for, you know, all of these minutes that we kind of saw last year. And he cut his minutes back a little bit and he's still providing this this fantastic production at the you know a couple games into the season. He's he's producing better, honestly. And I was really worried about that because um, historically, every time he's been demoted to the third line, he's disappeared. And now I feel like there was an interview with him a couple days ago where he straight up said, like, we've got three really good, you know, two-way centers and I want to win and I want to win here and I'm ready to do this here now. I'm the third line center and that's yeah. fucking awesome. Um, I'm sure yeah. I'm sure one of the things that really helps out that situation is, you know, in previous years, he's been demoted to the third line or now. Mm-hmm his line mates went with him. So yeah. He still has the guys he's comfortable with, you know, cause him and Coleman uh, play really well together as he well did. as Lewis, right? Lewis it, it is as odd as a person he is on that line. He's, he's very effective. I, I really appreciate what Lewis brings to the table, especially Me too. in the playoffs. People right. shit on him so mm. much. And he's, he's this, like, mm. he's a really good shut down. Like, if you watch him play, like not even on the PK, but like what you want, he's a third liner right now, but what you want out of a fourth liner is somebody to get the puck, flip it to center ice, like three times, get off. And that's what he does. Exactly. You, I, If you watch him, he will, in the same play, take, take the puck away from an opponent like three, four times and just get it offside and then go to the bench. And that's all, that's what you need from those guys. Yeah. Know what I mean? Yeah, I mean he's not he doesn't have the the point production that everybody wants, but you're right. He's he's a fourth line slash I guess third line on this team player. Mm-hmm. They're they're not there for points. They're there for yeah. their their rugged play to wear down the other team's lines, and that's exactly what he does every single yeah. game. Yeah. yeah, is that something that you see maybe towards the? Is that somewhere 
is that an area that they might? Yeah. 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 Sorry, I, mean, I, I I missed a bunch of that. I think you were uh, going all <laughs> no. I, there for I was just like, is so you know you've got this great production that you've gotten out of Lewis, shockingly yeah. on this third line. You got to think they, you know, understandingly so. I think, you know, injuries are knock on wood bound to happen. But I mean, you got to think that they have to at least upgrade the third line come that trade deadline time, and you know, try not to give up a fourth round pick for Ryan Carpenter who played two games or whatever that was. And, you know, yeah. Yarn Croak, you know, Croak shows up last year and wasn't really that inspiring from, from what I saw. But, you know, that's definitely an area yeah. that you think that they would upgrade him. Yeah, I, I agree. He does, like, Brad does need to, to work on that a little bit because, I mean, who do we have scratched right now? Ruzika. Yeah, yeah, Rosisca. Like, and yeah. and he's he's not bad. He should probably get in for a game or two. But yeah. at the same time, like, you're right. Ideally, Lewis is a fourth liner. Like, he's he's been great on our third line right now. But ideally, he's a fourth liner, and ideally, we have somebody with a little bit more of scoring touch than him, and mm-hmm. you know, somebody who can also forecheck and grind and and get those pucks out. But um, no, I I I do agree. Our forward, our forward depth is missing that one right winger still. Right. Especially right. because I, I really like Lewis as a fourth center as well. So. Yeah. Yeah. On that fourth line. Yeah. yeah. That's right. But I mean, really, when it, when it comes down to it, who, who's he replacing? Is he replacing Rooney? Because I, I mean, Rooney doesn't look bad there either. No, Rooney looks good. The no, fourth line looks good. But what I, I think what would be a good thing to do, especially with Lucic being being there and um, Lewis, and uh, I mean, not so much Rooney, but if you cycle all those guys out, you give them two games in a row off, and then put them back in, give the next guy two games off, and then put that guy in, give the next guy two games, and just kind of cycle through those guys so they're all getting rest too. Yeah. Um yeah. I think that that would just be something I would at least think about doing. Yeah. yeah. You're starting to see you're starting to see guys that are, you know, you just saw Josh Norris for always out for four to six months, right? And you know, you're starting yeah, to slowly crazy. see guys. Yeah, like you're slowly starting to see guys getting, you know, get on the IR now. And you know, you gotta be thinking you absolutely have to be thinking that. You wanna start rolling the cycle a little bit and you know, you gotta keep these guys healthy and that's why it's important to have some sort of depth come around playoff hunting time right so mm-hmm. yeah absolutely yeah that, that's yeah. a huge blow for ottawa right i mean for for the changes they made in this offseason and you know i i, I mean they, they weren't going to be a cup contender by any means but i oh I no they but... potentially could have pushed for a playoff spot this year with the changes they made but i thought so too and i thought that uh <laughs> it was really tough that they lost talbot uh before the season started yeah that's um, huge yeah, that's but, right. uh, I think the main sure thing is there is, is making the fan base excited again. Yeah, and I think they yeah. have done because because they're, you know, they might not be winning all the games, but they're getting mm-hmm. a lot closer to winning the games than they have in the last few years. So yeah, yeah. Um, well, they sold out in their first game where we were playing Boston, and I mean it was a fantastic game. They won like seven five. Right. Like, yeah. You can't ask for much more than that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's, that's not a bad opener. Right. Yeah. 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 Spe- speaking of high scoring games, are we going to see a nine six type game Saturday against the Oilers? Um, you know what? I, I hope, hope not. not. <laughs> that that was 
That was probably one of the worst games I've ever seen in my life. That was yeah. horrendous. And like yeah. as, as a defensive first person, I do love seeing high flying goals. Like, don't get me wrong, but that game was gross. No. Fucking the gross. first thing that came terrible. out of my mouth at the end of that game was that is not sustainable against the Oilers. No. And yeah. And I was just, I had my head in my hands. I was like, yep. if they keep playing like that, this is a lost series. And we were up one nothing at that point, right? Yeah. And, oh, and yeah. guess what? Yep. <laughs> when that series was 1-1, I, I, I don't know. I had no confidence, yeah. you know. And you got to go to Edmonton, whatever this is in the past, but there was no shot, you know. And you've seen that those, you know, and then the games that they had onwards, you know, obviously Marshall didn't play great, but I mean, defense you know, didn't help. Exactly right, and like you guys said earlier, guess what? You want to get to that point, you know, you want to make a run. Guess what? <laughs> You're gonna have to go through them eventually, right? That's right. Well, yeah. speaking of Edmonton, they're up next. They're up next. Yeah, they're up next on Saturday. <laughs> you know what, Dylan? I like where you're going with this. Should we stop for a moment? Uh, yeah. Play some to, bets on the Edmonton game. I think so. I gotta, uh, I gotta find a, a website that can help me place a couple of bets on. I wonder if they have Saturday. an over under on Markstrom glove saves. I don't know, but they, they, they <laughs> definitely have a, a draft system that you can bet on. Let's, uh, let's have a word from them. Yeah. Before history is written. It's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hockey fans, it's finally time to hit the ice again thanks to DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. You're in for the season of a lifetime. New customers can bet $5 on any team and get $200 in free bets if they win. I'm definitely doing it the next uh, Battle of Alberta. If that wasn't enough excitement, you can turn small bets into bigger payouts with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets, like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game and get $200 in free bets if they do. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age, some restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. I don't know, Dylan. That was a that was a pretty good ad. I now know what I'm going to be uh, doing as far as my... my uh, parlay when it comes to Saturday. Why don't you lead us into it? Who are we playing? Well, the Edmonton Oilers. Who? Uh, what are you guys thinking about that? Who gets the start? It's a start. Well, there's two things to think about. I guess three. Number one goalie is Markstrom. Yeah. Um, Sutter did come out and say that Vladar is going to get one start a week. He hasn't had one for a week. Play one game a week. Right. That's true. So will he consider coming in for Markstrom against Buffalo? Possibly. Playing? I don't know. 
It's been more than a week, though. Um, Third thing is Markstrom absolutely needs to play win against the Oilers. I won't say play. He needs to win against the Oilers at some point this season. Convincingly, he needs to make saves. He needs to make a statement. He needs to make a statement before you know, the end of April and May comes around, yeah. right? For his this own confidence, for the chance. team's confidence. So that's right. Yeah. And I, w- I would say the same. Yeah. Sorry. I mean, like, I'm shocked that Vladar didn't start either Carolina or Pittsburgh. You'd think that, you know, you throw Vladar in against uh, Edmonton the other week mm-hmm. and you're giving him the green light and you're giving him that confidence, right? So why, why not send him out against another high-caliber team like Pittsburgh, like Carolina, keep giving him that confidence, right? Maybe instead of playing those games like against the Coyotes or whatever, right? You don't want to have Darren. So, yeah, but no, I, I 100% agree. I think Markstrom has to get the start on Saturday and he's got to, you know, he's got to fight off whatever demons that are in his head. And, you know, I get regular season is different than playoffs and, and you know, it, it feels different, but he's got to, I think because they play each other, I think at least two or three more times, he's got to play at least two of them and he's got to, start, you know, it's, it's one thing that it is a regular season game, yes, against against the Oilers again, but you gotta get that confidence rolling with them, you know, this, especially this early on in the season. You gotta you gotta start it one Saturday. I I agree with that. Um, I mean, he like you said, he needs to get those demons out of his head. Um, and it's not just last playoffs. Like going back to his time in Vancouver, he's been like borderline abysmal against that team and he needs to he needs to exercise those demons you know what i mean um i did a a poll on on a flames hub join up flames hub on uh, on facebook um got a few hundred votes on it and uh i think it was 65 percent people wanted vladar in for uh really for edmonton and and 35 wanted and that's that's all based on that's all based on on past right it's all recency bias but recency not not current not currency they're they're looking at you know the last you know this the series we played last year against edmonton and you know because quite frankly markstrom looked like dog shit absolutely so did a lot of the team right yeah yeah i can understand why they want ladar on saturday just in the sense that you know like you said like maybe he starts playing his plan once a week and okay maybe i don't necessarily agree with him playing this particular game but you know the other side of it is you know if you do have to cross Edmonton's path come playoff time how much of Markstrom do you want to show Edmonton I mean clearly you like I don't know I, I just think it's crazy I think you have to start him on Saturday you got to get the ball rolling with them. well there's only one more game against Edmonton after tomorrow yeah well or after exactly. Saturday yeah well and they but... won't see them until January February whatever it is yeah Sutter might start Vladar so is that we don't put Markstrom in and expose the fact that he has a weak uh, glove side. <laughs> Who knows, okay. right? Like I, I don't know that that glove is uh, dangerous. He's been better this uh, the last couple games. I've noticed teams have been targeting that, and he's been catching them. So he's he's um, been better after the uh, first shot against uh, Carolina. Yeah. yeah. Right. What? Uh, so I think my big question then going into this game Saturday, and maybe a question to you guys: What's the one thing that you are looking forward to, or what's the one thing you want to see out of this team? You know, win, win or loss or whatever. What's the one thing you want to see um, improvement-wise 
Um, I want to see an improvement on. Um, I, you can't say shut down McDavid and Drysaddle because that's fucking borderline impossible. It happens very, very rarely. <laughs> um, but what I can say is they got awfully close last game to shutting them down. I think uh, McDavid got one point and Drysaddle got two or something like that, which is, you know, for most teams, most players, most elite players, like keeping them to that would not be not be a success, but it is a success against them, I think. Um, but I think that um, they need to do just a little bit better, maybe keep them to one point each or um, just really make them concerned as players as to how they're going to play Calgary next. You know what I mean? Instead of um, having it in their brains that they're going to score nine goals. Yeah, and that's one thing that Backlund's kind of made a career out of doing is pissing making, McDavid off. <laughs> yeah, making life very difficult yeah. for McDavid. Yeah, you know he doesn't always you know keep him off the score sheet or even keep him <laughs> to less than a hat trick, but mm-hmm. but he's very good at 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 shutting him down in in key situations and limiting what what his offensive production could possibly be. Yeah, and and then, so that'll be the keys to the to the game, right? How how is our third line going to uh, react to playing against McDavid? Because they're they're going to get a, a lot of it, I'm sure. Especially being how it's in in our barn now, so Sutter gets to decide the line combinations when we get first change. Um, and you know how is I'm assuming they're going to put Campbell in. You know, I, I I personally don't think he's that much of an upgrade over Smith. So, I'm not sure if they're putting Campbell in. He's last time I checked, there was five goals against him against Chicago, right? Today, really, and, oh, and Skinner awesome. fucking Skinner shut us down the other day or a couple weeks ago. Yeah. So they might put Skinner in. That's fair. That's fair. So how is Skinner going to fare against uh, a hot second line with Kadri or 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 a hot first line that Huberdeau just got his first goal like. You know he's yeah. going to be ready to start putting up some offense, and yeah, I think so too. And uh, yeah, I, you know, Lindholm's going to be right on board with that. He's going to be waiting in the slot area, waiting for that pass. And as as we know, he's a hell of a release man when it comes to his shot. What's yeah. your keys to that game, Kyle? I think I mean a couple of things I look at. I think uh, I, I'm very curious to see how how Weger, um you know, adjusted. I mean, if for when I was watching it the other week on the Saturday, I was really wondering how Weger was going to fare, you know, because they were going to get a lot of looks with McDavid and Dreisaitl, obviously. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, he was, I want to say, a little bit exposed probably in that second period when you started to notice that they were really coming back. So yeah. I'm hoping for a little bit of a bounce back game from Weger. But, you know, Chris, you said it perfectly with that third line. I think, you know, McBacklin's going to get probably a lot of looks, like you said, with, with McDavid and really try to piss him off. And, I think my only worry with that is now that you have Trevor Lewis on that third line, he's not necessarily the most fastest person in the world True. where you've got, you know, the other guy right on the other side yeah. who's going to blow right by it. Right. And, yeah. you know, I, I get that a lot of the guys in the league won't be able to really contain that, but yeah, I think you're right. I mean, if you get, you got to find a way to keep getting under their skin and that's why you bring a guy like Caudry in a little bit too. Right. You know, like we said, we yeah. talked about, He's, he might be set up for an 80, 90 goal season. Well, guess what? He's going to piss some people off too, right? And He's I think kind of great. what we remember. Yeah. yeah, like what we remember from last Saturday too is that him and Kane had a little bit of a little bit of a scuffle too, right? So yeah. I'd like to see 
how that kind of transpires a little bit into this. Yeah. But I, I think ultimately what I want to see is just, you know, you got to find some sort of consistency recently in these past games. You know, you had a bad start against Carolina, early 2 nothing lead. Okay, you find a way back. You know, you go to Pittsburgh, best first period, you know, best period of the season so far. Yep. Followed by probably the worst second, worst period of the season, right? Yeah. So, got to find some sort of consistency throughout all three periods. And, and you know, I mean, I'd love to see some sort of five-on-five five get going there on that first line. So, you know, a couple of things that I look at, but ultimately I, I just want to see some consistency through all these periods. Yeah, absolutely. I, I want to see three lines worth of production and see how they can move forward. Um, but ultimately I want to see how – three D pairing can do shutting down an elite o- offense, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's going to be the key. And then whoever ends up starting in net, it's, you know, it's, it's going to be an onslaught. There's going to be some tough minutes and you know, got to weather that storm and yeah. you know, just be prepared. Yeah. Um, yeah. And one thing I want to say too, about uh, what you were saying about the third line is um, you're absolutely right. Lewis is uh, not the, you know, fastest guy out on the ice but uh on the other wing you got blake coleman he's he's fucking maybe not lightning but he's pretty fucking quick and then you look at the second line you got yourself um you know dube who's fast and he's got he's really worked on his uh stability as far as staying up manjapani not so much um he's still quick but he falls the fuck over all the time and Kadri on the other line and then and then you know you always have Lindholm on on the first like you've got like several center depth is guys has been a thing yeah. we've never had before and it's and it's a real nice feeling having it this year for sure and on yeah. defense and, like, yeah. But yeah. When you... quick note yeah I was just gonna quickly add yeah. quick note on Dubé especially for this season he's a guy that's gonna really be the one to watch how he's starting to develop as a top six guy and you know, mm-hmm. is he going to be a guy that's going to start scoring 20, 25 goals? I know he had a kind of a good start to the season so far, but, you know, that's if out of all the guys that I see on this team, that's the one guy I want to look at yeah. and go, yeah. you know, this is your time, man. You got to earn your money. I mean, I, he's close. He had 18 last year. Um, yeah, yeah. So so he's, he's close. He only needs to take a small step. And I, I'm not even so worried about how many goals he scores. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm just really happy to see that he's staying up because that was, and, and he's hitting the net with his shots. Um, you know, he's skating fast when he's got the puck. And and this is one thing I know Chris was really um, the last few years, not super pumped on was Dubé only skating fast when he had the puck. And now he's skating fast without the puck. So um, I think he's, he's, already taken a step and he's continuing to take more steps. And I've noticed a lot of communication between him and Kadri. And I mean, if he can turn into even a little bit of what Kadri is like, even a little bit of it, that's fucking great. Yeah, I agree. I I've been the guy that's been harping on, on Dubé for, I don't know, three years. Right. Um, I, I, I've always hoped that he could prove me wrong. Um, but, you know, previous to this year, I'm loving what I'm seeing from him this year, but previous to this year, I always had an issue with what Dylan said there, you know, going after the puck, he was, he was timid, right? He would get thrown around. He couldn't win a puck battle in the corner. And if, 
if he did win a puck battle in the corner and he came out with the puck, he would just get knocked over. Um, can't couldn't hit the net, and and, and it appears that he really put in some uh, some some great effort this this off season to improve on these these key little points of the game that that make or break a, a career, you know. So I, I'm I'm pumped with what he's been doing so far, and I really really hope he keeps it rolling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, give him a bigger role and a bigger responsibility than being on that third line, and yeah, we're gonna what? see, right? I I just think this is probably gonna be the biggest year of his career so far. Hundred you know? <laughs> percent. I I agree with you a hundred percent because I've been yeah. calling him a perennial third line guy, which and I've also defended the fact there's nothing wrong with that. There's oh no, plen- there's plenty of those guys in the league, right? Especially making two point three or whatever he's making. That's exactly that's third line money. But if but if he can take the next step and actually be a you know, a middle six guy to a top six guy, fucking A. Yeah, yeah. let's yeah. go. You know, why not? Yeah. All right. Yeah. So so that was yeah. what about 15 minutes worth of Oiler talk. Can I can we talk quit talking about fucking Oilers now? Yeah, who's uh, up next? Uh there's two other <laughs> games, you know, before before next or the Saturday after, and we've got Seattle on Tuesday, Nashville on Thursday. Yeah. Seattle has not mm. been bad, but you know who has been really bad? Mm. UC Staros. Correct. Yeah. Surprisingly yeah. enough. Yeah. Yeah. Which, and they're also harping on um on Shane Wright a little bit too. Because he's a healthy scratch, is he not? Was he? He has been at least at least twice. Yeah. Um, I know he's I think his first game he played like five or six minutes or something, and then they scratched him twice, and then I haven't really paid attention since then, to be honest. Mm. Um I know there's lots to talk about sending him back down to Kingston, I believe, for the front next in the WHL. Yeah, right. Not a um, terrible idea. <laughs> right. Yeah. Get your mind right. Yeah. That's really He's got an do. attitude on him though. Like I'm not like there's yeah. a reason he fell. And since since the second, you know, Slav Slavkovsky got taken, I was like, Yeah, I mean Slavkovsky's the better player yeah. and right he also has a much better attitude, right? Like, right. He's going to be a hell of a player for, for um, that team for the Seattle Kraken one of these days. But I feel like one of these days is going to be in like two years, three years. Yeah. yeah. Which um, is, which is normal development, right? Yeah. I mean, the elite of the elite make the team right off and that's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But for the most part, draft picks take, you know, one to three years before they're truly ready to make that leap. So mm-hmm. there's yeah. nothing wrong with yeah. it. You know, it's, it's, it's fine. You know, just go there, get your mind right, get, get your attitude right. That's the main thing, right? I think he's got all the skill. I think it's just, um, and I think a lot of guys, I know like even line, had problems with that when he was first drafted, but it's like, yeah. I'm not getting the minutes I feel I deserve. And he, then they don't realize that there's people, guys on the depth chart ahead of them that are better than them right and and you he, can't just step in still has a little bit of that right he does yeah. yeah he still has that bit of you know i'm patrick fucking line yeah okay, yeah but he's still potting yeah. 30 goals when he's been injured half yeah. the season right so he yeah. he he is like yeah. i agree um but he is pretty fucking good yeah yeah that's and look and look who else he's got on that top line i don't want to talk about it uh, and Johnny's been doing fucking good over there. Uh, anyways, the um, team's been doing pretty real, fucking good. Yeah, real quick with the crack, and who's one guy you're going to be looking out for that game? 
From the Kraken. From the Kraken. Yeah, from Jayden the Kraken. Schwartz. Yeah. Yeah. Eh? He's yeah. been fucking lighting it up. Yeah. Um, hell of a power play guy. Jared McCann has too, but it's mostly Jaden Schwartz. I'm worried about. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. That's what I was thinking yeah. too. I'm I'm yeah. pulling uh I'm pulling for Matt even years. Calder. There you go. There you he's go. got yeah. he's got a hell of a fucking slap shot, like it's, a one timer man. So Ooh. powerful, man. <laughs> he scored yeah. against us in preseason, and like I think it was one of those first shot on Markstrom things. I can't even remember if it was Markstrom, but it was one of the it was a first shot of the game. And I remember watching that and I was just like <sighs> <laughs> like it was a fucking rocket man yeah um, yeah i will yeah. push back a little bit on that uh uh calder thing because i gotta say there's like a defenseman who's got three points or two points over a point per game right now uh caitlin yeah. addison in uh in uh minnesota but um it's gonna be a good race and i obviously i don't think a point per game for a rookie defenseman is very yeah. uh sustainable <laughs> Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But, uh, but it, I, I mean, I think it's going to be those two right up to the end. For sure. I, yeah. I, I, I look for, I look for a big, a big ten of ten of uh, crush in the boards. That's right. right? It's going to be veneers. What? No, ten of on ten of. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, it's. Yeah. I always yeah. like. I go into these games thinking that Brandon Tanev's hurt because. He's always hurt, right? Because he's always uh, hurt. Yeah. Wow, yeah. oh, Jason, knock on wood here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but like you mentioned it um, with Soros, you know, going forward to Nashville now. Yeah, yeah. He is not. I, I don't know if it's still that injury that that got him right before the playoffs, but something's not right with him. I mean, I think Nashville was up six two last time I checked tonight on St. Louis, but right. I mean, I I'd like to believe that he does find a way to turn around the season. I mean, I was looking at him as probably a Vesna candidate, but yeah, I mean, just not the start you want to see from Soros to start the year. No, he's no. not been good. I think part of it could be too, um, and, and I'm totally okay with the fact that the league does it um, as far as going to, to Europe, um, but man, that kind of travel for people that aren't used to it, I guess he would be used to it because he's from over there, but um you know, that can really fuck with people. Um, but that's yeah. just, that's just a random thought. Like probably not because he's mm-hmm. from there. Right. So yeah, I don't fucking know. Yeah. But you're right. Yeah. He's not been doing good. And Yossi, I mean, Yossi's defenseman. I was going to quickly mention though, like thinking about, um, I mean, again, thinking about back to last year when we, I, I was paying close attention to the race between Dallas and Nashville. Right. And, kind of hoping that you know man I, I if Soros stays healthy obviously he got her right at the end of it but that that was a team that scared the living shit out of me going to the playoffs because they the were predators. they were hot yeah the Predators where they were just hot down the stretch and you know I, I mean going into this year and into the game coming up you know does McDonough make this team a bit better I mean you can argue yes um, but I'm just I'm waiting for the Duchesne the um uh, the other guy, uh, Johansson, right? Yeah. Waiting for some sort of cliff, right? Because they, you know, they had a great year last year. And again, that was a team that really scared the shit out of me going towards the playoffs. A team that I didn't really want to see. Yeah. But talking um, about not sustainable, how about 
Johansson yeah. and Duchesne's last year, right? Like, yeah, exactly. Can, yeah. So I'm just, I'm waiting to just see the fall and it just really hasn't happened yet for these guys. So, I mean, I mean, credit for them, but I, I'm just wondering, like, even defensively now that they add McDonough, does he make that defensive core that much better? Um, I don't know. Are, are, are we still recording, Chris? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I think Sorry, my, um, my camera, my camera went down apparently. Okay. So I apologize. Um, I do think McDonough makes them better and deeper on on the blue line. Uh, my main thing is, and always has been, is the same. Like, I was talking about this when you know Yossi was was being mentioned in the in the Norris conversation last year. Last minute of a game, up by one, last, Yossi isn't on the fucking ice. Yeah. Ekholm's line is on the ice. Yossi's not that like he's he's a number one power play defenseman a hundred percent but that I think that's one thing that McDonough really helps with because McDonough's whole thing is that big bruising veteran defenseman actual and I do think that that helps but um what doesn't help is Saros being like a leaky faucet Yeah, and mention it, mention it too, man. It's it's early on the season. You don't want to see him hurt this early on, right? We're five, six games in. You're already seeing that from him. So, you know, I know that sometimes people overlook the first couple games in the season. Well, guess what? Bite in the ass come game 72 or something like that, right? (laughs) Yeah. and and that's another, like, the load management thing with with Soros. I, I don't know who they've got as the backup, but last year it was Riddick. And that was one of the reasons why um, he played so much, right? Like he's, yeah. he's a great goalie, but I mean, Marchand was a great goalie last year too. And then round two of the playoffs, he sucked and Saros didn't even make it to the playoffs. Right. That's why I wanted yeah. to play Nashville. I wanted to yeah. make it to make it to Edmonton or, or Colorado, whoever we were going to play in the second round, yeah. you know, right. healthy and, in four games. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, Lankinen, right? Is uh, Nashville. Oh, Lankinen. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's right. Cause, uh, so, cause fucking Chicago can't figure out where the rebuild is. And, and, yeah. and, and apparently Nashville yeah. doesn't like anybody that's not from Finland, right? Yeah. Yeah. And rightfully, hey, so, let's rebuild. Right? Let's trade away our like twenty-one-year-old forty-goal scorer, right? Along with Debrink, yeah, yeah, like that's what I mean. Debrink it, right? Like wild two-time 40, 40 goal scorer, twenty-one years old. Right. Doesn't that seem like the piece to rebuild around, not the piece to okay. trade? <laughs> yeah, it, it makes okay. you wonder if there is an issue with him in the room. Maybe because he seems yeah. to be liked in Ottawa, but. Uh, yeah. I'm, okay, but uh, but like I gotta go on this quick rant for a second though. Oh, do it. And do well, it. so we think about Chicago giving away all these pieces, right? Brinkett goes, Doc goes, Lincoln goes, blah blah blah, right? Doc too, yeah. Yeah. So GM, fairly new GM, went to the same school as him. Not a big deal, right? Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, so it makes me wonder, and I know I briefly talked about Kane early on. I have been harping at this for months now understanding that Kane's contract comes to an end I believe this year yeah and so again December January is going to roll around we're going to see how this top six does we're going to see how Foley does blah 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 right 
But if, if you want to ask me right now if this team's going to go on this kind of deep run with the team that they have, I can't say yes. Because when tooth and nail comes, come game one, come game two, come game four, whatever, who's going to be the guy that puts the puck in the net? And again, I know I briefly mentioned earlier, but whether it be Kane or someone else, yeah. you got to find somebody who's able and willing to do that, you know, who that's their DNA and that's who they are. So in the playoffs, and, which is why Kane is, is, you know, on ice is that guy, right? Yeah. It does make exactly. sense. And he's a right winger. And yeah. Yeah. So that's where I'm looking at Chicago. And if you can push the buttons of Bill Zito, like you did in Florida, what makes you think you can't do it with this guy, a fairly new GM in Chicago, who's, getting rid of pieces like there's no tomorrow with the brink and dog right there's no reason why you can't go talk to this guy a couple months down the road and say what's it going to take a couple draft picks a high prospect and maybe a top six top four defenseman yeah you know and um, who you want to lose maybe that's a conversation for another day but well, i gotta I mean, think that i, I hear you know, I, got, I hear but, shillington's coming back to town you know eventually at some, yeah. hopefully, in some, at some point be, before yep. now in January. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. And like, that's, yes, I, I agree with that. It, like, I'm not sure if Kane is the guy, but I do think that, again, on paper, Kane's, Kane's great for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing is, is we were just discussing this uh, yesterday, I think. We have a projected $6 million in cap uh, at the deadline. I believe so um we wouldn't even have to put Kane through another team we just have to get um Kyle Davidson is that his name yeah Davidson yeah yeah, Yeah, so we'd have to get him to hold you know 50 percent of what's left on that and then and which is only like 2.5 mil right so um so that's definitely worth thinking about and he's a guy who has proven to put up big numbers in playoffs. Um, and and, I, and if, that's if, where if I it's about, yeah. moving all in for, for, you know, the last quarter of the season and the playoffs, and then he leaves, if we win a cup, I don't give a fuck. You think, yeah. Masai, you think Masai Ujiri cared with the Raptors afterwards after they no. lost Kawhi? Yeah. No. no. And I think, you know, we've had how many years of first, second round exits and it's, some point you've got to pull the trigger. You know, I, I get they kind of did it in the last trade deadline with Yarn Croak and with you know the other guys that they picked up at the fully in that. Yeah. yeah. There's still middle gotta... six guys, right? There's still middle six yeah. guys. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And I and think we've been looking that's... for a first line winger for how fucking long. Like yeah. yeah, we had that great first line last year, but you know, for yeah. most of Kachuk's career, he was on the second line, which with with whatever iteration of the three M line we had, which yeah. was always a great line. But we had Monahan and Gaudreau for years, and we didn't have a first line winger. And we tried fucking James Neal, and we tried Froelich, and we tried Brower, and we tried fucking Richie. And that's why the the fan base hates Richie because he was put somewhere yeah. where he wasn't going to succeed. Um, and like. We do need that legitimate first line player. And again, with Toffoli, like he could very well end up being that, but yep. I don't have I could a eat, bunch I could of eat confidence. my own words. Yep. Yeah. I yep. don't have a bunch of confidence because seven years ago, 
I've said this like five times now, but seven years ago, he's, he had a career high 58 points. That right. is not first line numbers. Right. Yeah. That was yeah. seven years ago, a career high. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'll, and I'll ask you, Chris, like to just bring you in a little bit. Um, do you believe that they're one piece away from saying, you know what, this is it. I think they're two pieces away from it. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Um, I, I 100% believe that we need a, an actual true top, top line winger. <clears throat> Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I will defend what Toffoli has been and what he's so done far. so far. I will defend that for sure. But I, I agree with you, Kyle, that, that we're not, we're not making second, third round in the playoffs with what's happening right now, yep. right? Because we need we're, we need five on five scoring, right? As we know, which will come, it'll come. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm not exactly. I'm not saying yeah. it won't come, but yep. I know as we all know, the whistles kind of go away a little bit in the playoffs, and 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 so there's going to be less opportunity for power play goals and you know shit like that, right? Mm. So that didn't happen last year, but that's true. Yeah. And well, I mean, Dallas, the Dallas series kind of got out of hand and then a little and, bit. Holy smokes. Right. And you know, <laughs> thanks number 19. Cause Holy fuck. Like he, yeah. I've never seen a player focus more on being a dipshit instead of just playing the game. You must but, not have been paying attention to the Leafs back when Kadri was there. Anyways. Yeah. Like <laughs> I, I was so angry with, with Kachuk last year. Like, I was too. He really shouldn't have me off. Yeah. Like and like Klingberg, like not even the other team's best defense. Exactly. Like, yeah. Yep. And guess what? He's happy riding golf carts down in Florida now. So good for him. Good for yeah. him. Right. Good for him. So what's yeah. the other piece you're looking at, Chris? Yeah. I'm Gold Backup? No. Really? Interesting. I kind of thought you were going to say that just because of uh, your whole Hmm. thing two years ago when we first picked up Markstrom. I mean, we're 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 what now three years into his contract. Yeah, we're in in the third third year of his contract. Right. I I mean, he hasn't proved me wrong yet. He's been great in, in the regular season, but I I I'm still super angry with with how he performed in, in the uh, second round of the playoffs last year. Yep. Like, yep. like he's supposed I, yeah, to be our number yeah. one guy. And- he should have had like fucking eight of those. <laughs> yes. yes. And yep. like six of the one, six of those eight were in the exact same place. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I mean, yeah, signing I, him to the six yeah. year deal and making every single one of those years, a no move, not a modified, just a straight new move. It's just like fuck you, Brad. What are you? What are you thinking? Number right. one, because he right. had never really proven to be a winner while playing in Vancouver. Right. So, yeah. like, how do you give him that contract? But look at them without him now. Sure. Yeah. Look at them yeah. without Tanev. Yeah, that's the main thing I think. Over right. There, look at them without a lot of things. Like look yeah. at them without a without a coach. Look at them without a proper GM. Like the, Vancouver's a fucking mess. Yeah, I'm, right. I don't. I don't. I spend zero amount of my time thinking about Vancouver. 
Yeah. My, my focus I, is yeah. on, on, on our team and, and, you know, Markstrom, you know what, like, like his regular season play has been phenomenal. I it's great. But when it really comes time to get into the mental space of playoffs, you could tell that he's just on edge. Like he's just not smooth. He's not, he's not himself. And so, yeah. so I, you know, until he can get out of his own brain, we can add fucking 25 top line players. And it's not going to help. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I, I can agree. Say, I, 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 I quickly, yeah. Like very quickly. I agree. I, I agree with everything that you say. I think playoff experience also plays a factor. Right. And you know what, maybe he needs to go through the ringer and, and, and go do that. My counter to that a little bit would be you got Kemper to win a Stanley Cup, right? Out in Colorado. And I get with you know, one eye. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> and I get you have McCarr, you have McKinnon, you got all these guys, right? And you know, McCarr's the second coming of Jesus for all we know, right? But I just think that I really believe playoff experience is a major factor. And I get that, you know, I, I totally get that. I think mentality wise, he was not there that second round and I think learning from that and you get a little bit of experience maybe Caudry comes in and you know gives him some sort of talk or something like that right I just think that over the years of teams you know their journey to win the cup it took them a shitload of kicks in the can right it took Tampa a bunch it took Chicago you know took Chicago a bunch it I mean for Tampa frig they lost four nothing in a you know in a first round series Columbus. Columbus Yeah. Right. So yeah. my point to that is I think it takes a shitload of kicks to the can. And, you know, as much as I would love to find a better goaltender, maybe in, in Markstrom, you got to find some sort of trust in him and some and keep installing that confidence yeah. in him to try to, you know, get him to learn from his mistakes and we'll see what happens. Right. So I, 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 I agree. Yeah. I, I can agree with you 100%. I don't yeah. necessarily think that we need to get rid of Markstrom. I think sure. in, before this team move, moves forward, Markstrom needs to, needs to move forward. Needs to move forward. You're exactly Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You got it. Yeah. 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 Well, I, I was going to say something. Like just the, the, first, the, first, <laughs> the first series last year, Markstrom was, was phenomenal against, against Dallas. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, then, and then it just got in his head in that round two, and, and holy fuck, what a disaster that was. And, like, what we're talking about now is the same as we were talking about, and, yeah, I'll go back to it, to, you know, with Edmonton coming up on Saturday, why do the three of us want to start Markstrom? Because he's got to get that shit out of his head. And and in the playoffs, he's got to get that shit out of his head. And I do believe that if it wasn't Edmonton, I do believe that if Colorado, like maybe we wouldn't have won, but it wouldn't like if we were playing against Colorado, we would have done way better against Colorado than we did against Edmonton. I, not because Edmonton's a better team, but because of we Markstrom's head. I, I mean, we we have historically over the last few years done a hell of a lot better against Colorado than they've done against us. Yeah, you know, yeah, we we've been doing it. I mean, I remember. An afternoon game, uh, it was like five years ago, at the dome, and and I I think it was seven one or eight two. Like mm-hmm. like we've really done well against them. Not to say that we would in a playoff environment, but but we've really held our own against yeah. against an, an elite team. 
you know, because every time you see it on the on the calendar, you're like, oh, here comes Colorado, and we've been thinking that for a couple of years, right? Yeah. You can and never... they are a really good team. They're just yeah. they're not in Markstrom's head like like fucking Edmonton is. That's right. And one other thing I want to say about Markstrom too is like maybe part of it was that he knew the coach didn't have that much trust in Vladar. And that like I'm not saying it was a huge factor in it, but it could have been part of it, right? That he knew that no one was knocking on the door to get that next start. Whereas if Ladar keeps playing like how he has over the last few weeks here, when he does get starts, then in the playoffs, like maybe he, you know, Markstrom's gonna be like extra motivated because he doesn't wanna lose that next start. He doesn't wanna lose the rest of this series um as far as starts are concerned because the other guy's doing better yeah absolutely and with a couple of your contract that Ladar just signed it just proves that you know there's there's competition there and and quite quite frankly absolutely and and i feel comfortable putting in Ladar in any game any game any game that markstrom yeah i feel just as comfortable with either of them i'm fucking pumped on our goalies like last year dylan uh you and i had a conversation numerous times about vladar you know the puck tracking seemed to be lacking but he was in he was a good positional goalie which Mm -hmm. was nice but i mean once it bounced off him he had no idea where it went yeah which is his head is following weird but this year he actually knows where things are where things are going which is yeah a a really refreshing thing to see from your goaltender yeah (laughs) man yeah. Cool. Well, there it is, guys. So, what do you think? What do What do we all think the uh, the next three games are going to bring us as far as potential points? For points wise, well, first of all, I was thinking about uh, my heartbeat per minute. I think it's going to go up and down on Saturday, and then we'll mm-hmm. be fine after that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, maybe one or two. I, I, I honestly, I see a win in these next three games. I don't know why. I have I, no reasoning behind it. <laughs> I, I can 100% see it going going 3-0 over the next three games, to be honest. Yeah. Um, Love your confidence. <laughs> yeah. I um, – what did I say last time? Because it seemed to work out pretty good for us. Yeah, if you had us <laughs> losing every game, yeah. you're – you yeah, something that. stupid like that, right? No, wait, wait, I, I think down. I said one zero and one, and then we ended up winning both of them. Um, I think that sounds right, actually. Yeah, yeah. that does yeah. sound right. Um, who all are we got? We got Edmonton and Edmonton. Nashville, and who else? Seattle, Seattle, Seattle. Um, yeah. Nashville and Seattle are wins for sure. So, fuck it, three and zero. Right. Wish heard I had your confidence. Heard it here first, three and zero. You know what? Saturday, I'm going to be at a Halloween party, and it's going to be a lot of fun watching that because I, I, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be drinking uh, beer out of a jerry can. Um, yeah, unrelated story, but uh, I, I don't yeah. think my level of care is going to be that high. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh God! It's going to be a, it's going to be a good show. Um, so cool. it's going to be fun, but at least the the party that I'm going to the house is a is a hockey house, and so the game will go have it on. on. So I'm excited about that. 
Um, That's all that matters. <laughs> yeah, and there, and there'll be a lot of celebrating over the game. I'm sure. That's that's my prediction there. Knocked on some wood, and then yep. uh, Tuesday. That's the only one that actually truly I could see us taking somewhat lightly because of the record last year. So as mm-hmm. long as they don't take Seattle lightly, I think we can take it to them. Um, you know, my my it. other thing is is like honestly, the Kraken haven't been doing too bad. Um, and they'll probably play group hour against us. I feel like Nat, like Calgary does this thing where they make backup goaltenders look like they're fucking Vesna caliber um, uh, goalies, basically. Yep. And um, how about that Kevin Langston kid? I want to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, let's let's not talk about that. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no three and oh. Jesus. Jesus. Way to bring the mood of the room down. Yeah, thanks. Appreciate it. That's what yeah. we need. But like, look, look at Stuart Skinner, right? Like, he came in after what, one period, like, after half a period and fucking stonewalled us. Yeah. Right? Luckily, we'd already scored enough to win, but. Exactly. You know? Yeah. yeah. What, 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 what does it Brett. matter? Yeah. Right? What does yeah, it matter? Just, just get Brett, Brett Ritchie to light him up. That's all you need. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or get, get Rooney to accidentally yeah. bump into him. Brett Ritchie, straight up, like, on a couple plays this year, he's looked like fucking David Pasternak with that one-timer. How, yeah. You know how, what I mean? How, like, many, just... how many penalties has he drawn this year? Is it four? I'm pretty sure he's drawn four penalties. He drew year. four penalties in one period, dude. And then he oh, drew another one last last game. That's right. Yeah, that's, no, that's so good <laughs> to see, right? You know, yeah, the kid's just keeping it, he's keeping his feet moving, creating plays, creating penalties. It's it's beautiful, and he's scoring. Yep. Cheers to Brett Ritchie. How about that? Let, let, let's finish off on that. Cheers to Brett. Ritchie. Cheers to fourth liner, not first liner, <laughs> Brett Ritchie. <laughs> yeah, the only guy without alcohol. Or sorry, yeah. No, I I don't either. Oh, good. <laughs> uh, way to single me out. Uh, uh, I, no. I usually do. I just uh, yeah. we'll join had, a, had a bit of a week with the drinking. So, All right. So on that note, cool. thanks for tuning in, everybody. Uh, make sure you uh, smash the subscribe and the, don't forget to ring the notification bell if you're on Spotify, if you're on Apple, if you're on iHeart. Give the, give the show a download. Don't forget to follow the Hockey Podcast Network on all your socials, on all your podcast networks. And uh, until we talk to you guys again next week, cheers. Cheers. Go Flames, go. Go Flames, go.